whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Happy weekend after Mother's Day. (laughs) Hello. Happy Saturday. You know this is a Saturday when you're listening to this. It's not really a Saturday right now for us, but we're trying to accommodate to you you people who are listening. It's also not really after Mother's Day yet. It's actually still before Mother's Day for us, but we are just trying to figure out how to... Are we supposed to pretend like we're trying to be recording? I don't know, but that bothers me. What does? That we, like... I don't know how to talk. Like, are we supposed to, like, pretend like we just recorded this and it's fresh? <laughs> are we supposed to, like, be like, hi, we're recording this 10 days ahead of time? I don't know. Guys, but it bothers me. I never know what to say about that. Just so you know, we have to record when we can record. Mm-hmm. And we like to record... You never know when the stomach flu is going to hit and take we out... We like a- to record a couple of episodes in advance. So we have something to give you every Saturday. Because, like Abby said, we just never know when what week is going to come about yeah. that it doesn't fit in our schedule. And then I feel like when we post an episode, I'm like, oh, this is old news. <laughs> we recorded that two weeks ago. Everybody already knows this already. Even though they don't. But some people might. Well, anything that people need to be updated on? Anything you guys are wondering about? Anything that you feel like we just gave you a big Left giant cliffhanger last week when no, we two weeks ago. Well, but last week we yes. then gave them an episode that we didn't even mention anything. Yep, that's true. So the question is do, 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 Has Abby's house edition started? That is the question. No. <laughs> We're so funny. You're so, you're so funny. <laughs> so the real question is, did Happy Danny start? Edition isn't going to happen. We all know. I mean, it yeah. will someday. Yeah, but it's not starting until next month. Is it really next month? Yeah, June. Hmm. Well, it'll be here before we know it. Yep. The real question is, did I ever? Are start you bleeding period? or are you pregnanting? Or am I just in an awkward, long cycle? Or are you ovulating? Did I test or did I not? What did Chip think? Stay tuned till next week. (laughs) (laughs) This is our shortest episode on record. Bye! (laughs) (laughs) Why do we think we're so funny? Um, So, let's see. In real life time... You were supposed to get your period on Wednesday... And today is Tuesday, mm-hmm. after the Wednesday I was supposed to get my period. So six days after your missed period. And I still have not gotten a period. And to answer everyone's question, I have taken a pregnancy test. And the result of that test was... That I am definitely the mom of nine children. Yep. Baby Thanks number to Chip. nine. Told you guys, Chip would come through for me. 
I like that you said thanks to Chip, and I took that as, like, I'm the mother of nine children thanks to Chip, which is also true. That is true. But, I mean, I'm (laughs) thankful that Chip asked you to take a pregnancy test. Yeah, so we talked it out, and... How far after your missed period did you start talking about this? We talked about it on Sunday, which I had missed my period on Wednesday. Okay, so you made it that long. Your self-control. And I had started crying about stupid things and I don't know. It just got to a point where I was... You knew. I was sure I was pregnant. And he was pretty sure I was pregnant. He was he was sure. I'd say he was sure I was pregnant. But we had a conversation about the practical implications of... Things that would need to potentially change with me being pregnant that, for me, it's more obvious because it's like my body and I'm experiencing things Mm -hmm. and can say, and it's not that he doesn't trust me, he does, that's why he also thought I was pregnant, but... I think he he basically just said, I'm happy if you really don't want to test. I can do that. But if you test, it will make it more real and be more motivation for like when I get home from work and you fell asleep and didn't do any of the dishes and I'm doing the dishes. I think it just he basically just said it would help be Mm -hmm. able to really confirm that that's what He's serving you for that reason. Right. Not that he doesn't love me and want to serve me anyway, even right. if I was falling asleep for no good reason. And Yeah. But. And so then we thought it would be fun to test and then keep it a secret. That lasted impressively a whole 24 hours. And it only ended, mm-hmm. I might add, because someone directly asked me... Has Chip asked you, and have you taken a test? And And it worked out that it was me and Melissa and our friend sitting in our book study at the time. So I got to hear, I got to see Danny's face fumbling of like, maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. And I was like, Danny Brown, he asked you to take a test. You've taken it, and you know you're pregnant. So I feel like it, it should be noted how impressive You're amazing. It you was. have so much self-control. I think that Yay I could you. have gone a really long time making it be a secret. I will say now that it's not a secret anymore to just a couple of people. I definitely am having the I want to just tell every single person that I see. I feel like if it had just been a secret with mm-hmm. Chip and I, mm-hmm. And it really was just a secret with Chip and I, and, like, I had... No one else knew. I think I could have gone a long time. Mm -hmm. But now that it's cats out of the bag, I just feel like I just want to... Did you tell the lady at Costco on Monday? No. But you were talking about when you were leaving Costco, and she asked if you wanted her to load up your two giant carts full, and you're like, I only do that when I'm nine months pregnant. I Oh, it was not that lady this time. She was not the one asking. I just could see you being like, I'll tell this random lady at Costco. No, the the person I did almost tell at Costco, which is why I was confused, because 
Well, maybe I did tell you about that lady too. The lady who asked me if I had a restaurant. Yes. I almost wanted to say, because I said, no, I have eight kids. And then my friend that I'm also shopping for has five kids. And she said, you have eight kids. And I wanted to be like, well, actually, I'm pregnant with my ninth. Just for the (laughs) shock value. But I didn't. Somehow I managed. Because it was still a secret from everyone at that point. Yeah. I still had to keep it in from the world. It's impressive. I don't think I've ever gone more than a couple of days. Maybe a week before I, like, put it on Facebook. But even by then, I feel like most people I talk to now. With Kenzie... I didn't tell, we didn't tell anyone for a while. And, but the first person, I'm pretty sure it was the first person who found out besides Chip and I, was one of the other doctors who worked in Chip's dad's doctor office at the time. Because something came up about, I was there working on a weekend randomly and he came into the office for something and we were just talking about me working there and I think I was maybe I can't remember exactly I think I was maybe talking about wanting to get things set up that I could potentially work from home one day if I were to have kids not really thinking I didn't think I was presenting it in a way that would Mm -hmm. lead it to seem like I was pregnant. But he goes, why are you pregnant? And I kind of did. I was like, no one knows about this at all. And he was like, what? (laughs) Not even Dr. Brown? And I'm like, oh, dear. (laughs) No, I'm like, you can't tell anyone. So. Well. But we, like, went to a doctor's appointment. We went on a cruise. That's really impressive. We we waited, I think, a, a whole month after I had found out. We wanted to wait for grandparents' day. Surprise his parents. Mm-hmm. So. so this brings an interesting question up. I was just talking to someone about this. Why do you think people are motivated to wait to tell people that they're pregnant and why do you feel like I think there's a lot of different motivations but I think that the normal cultural motivation behind not telling people that you're pregnant is because there's this idea that before 12 weeks the rate of miscarriage is higher and that there's two two marks kind of when you talk to doctors 12 weeks, getting to the end of the first trimester Mm -hmm. is one of them. And then the other one is before that, it is if you have an early ultrasound and see the heartbeat, Mm -hmm. then chances are less likely that you will, like that the pregnancy will end in miscarriage than Mm -hmm. if you haven't seen the heartbeat yet. Do you feel like, okay, as Christians who believe that life begins at conception... How would you say 
that I mean, obviously, people can do whatever they want. Like, yes, this isn't this isn't like a moral moral wrong issue. I mean, if you want to wait to tell people you're pregnant until you're pushing a baby, I don't really care. I'm I've just always like tried to sort through like what why do people want to wait until a certain marker, even though they could miscarry at any point. They could, I mean, at any point. Yes, and if they did miscarry. Why would they want to, like, go through a miscarriage without anyone knowing that they were ever pregnant? Yes. I I think that gets wrapped up partly in, I think we, we live in kind of some unique circles where, and I think it's getting, I mean, I don't know, maybe I only think this because of the circles we live in, but the willingness to talk about miscarriage at all Mm -hmm. and be open with that and transparent with that I think we live in circles where there's no I guess when you believe that God is sovereign over life and death and you know that you're not at fault for Mm -hmm. that's why I was wondering do women like feel like they were to blame or at fault when they miscarry? Is that why they feel like... I think there's some of that. I think there's some there's some underlying thing of, like, getting everyone excited and, like, being excited, them excited. And then now I have to go back and tell everyone yeah. that it's not happening. And it creates... It can create awkward situations, yeah. especially when it's in those, like, circles of acquaintances where they knew you were pregnant and then they never somehow found out about your miscarriage and when you're going through that my I can only guess that Mm -hmm. it's difficult and you might not know everyone that you need to let know and And I'm asking these questions going through that scenario like so I understand those feelings because when we had our miscarriage was after I like that your pregnancy announcement podcast episode is turning into a miscarriage episode sorry but never know um but when I had my miscarriage after my first, before I had my second child, um, we had announced it at my daughter's, my my oldest's uh, first birthday party, and it was with all of my family there, and we, like, told everybody and was super excited, and I, I was, like, maybe... I had probably just missed my period. Um, and then we miscarried like a few days later. And I remember suddenly feeling this like guilt of like, why did I tell people? Like, why did I do that? But having to be like, well, now everyone like knows. And I knew that miscarriage was something not talked about, which made me feel even more isolated in having a miscarriage. And so I kind of since then have always been like, well, if I believe life begins at conception, I want people to know about this baby's life because it does matter. And sure, I feel like there are awkward situations. And I did struggle with the feelings of feeling like, great, now I get to like go untell people. Mm-hmm. And then they have to get awkward and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then I have to be like, oh, it's okay, but it's really not. And I'm really sad. And, you know, you have to like do that, like dance with people of like awkwardness and vulnerable. And so... I, I totally understand those feelings. Right. And so that's where I think that different people's personalities plays into that a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a super transparent person. Really? So, we just talked about your cycle on like 14 episodes. Hey, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's an inside joke. 
You'll get it, Steve. <laughs> um, but... So, it's interesting because my reason of wanting... Of the thought of wanting to keep this a secret for a while mm-hmm. was in no way... Yes. Regarding mm-hmm. those types of feelings. Um, even though I will say that I do... I do struggle. So, I am what I would consider at this point more of not the norm than the norm in the sense that I've never had a miscarriage that I know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say that I know of because there was one time early on when we got married when I was on birth control pills when my cycle was really screwed up and I had like really heavy bleeding and stuff, but I don't know if that I had like not taken the pills correctly and knowing what I know now it's, I don't know. Like, did I Mm -hmm. conceive and then miscarry early or did the hormones when I was taking them just mess up my cycle and make it awkward? I don't really know. Um, but I would not say that that felt like a miscarriage to me because I didn't even know any of those things at the time. So, um, because of that, um, it, it's kind of strange because I feel like every time I get pregnant, you would think that I would be very sure in that I'd have a lot of confidence mm-hmm. in, like, everything's going to go fine. Like, I've been pregnant so many times and everything goes well. But I honestly feel like every time since maybe, I think, my fourth pregnancy, so with Brinley was the time that it was really my doctor at the time that got this thought in my head because I went in for my first ultrasound and she put the wand on my belly and up popped my uterus with a little baby and a beating heart and I was happy and she looked at me and said I don't think you understand how blessed you are And she wasn't meaning that in a Mm -hmm. critical way at all. I think she was just really honestly surprised that, I'm guessing, the women she sees, Mm -hmm. the fact that I had come in and had four back-to-back pregnancies, with one of them being twins, all healthy babies, all Mm -hmm. healthy pregnancies, I think it's just really rare to see that. Mm -hmm. And... So, ever since then, I feel like every time I get pregnant, I'm like, is this going to be the one that's, like... Mm -hmm. But I feel like, at the same time, God always works in that, those feelings of, I can trust him with with whatever direction he wants to go. I really, it honestly brings me back to a point as I think it through every time, as I I face that... moment of fear and uh, like what if what if God takes this baby mm-hmm. like God has the right to take any of my children at mm-hmm. any time yeah. I mean he has the right to take my life at any time like and it really helps me to go back to that point mm-hmm. of God being the giver and the taker of life and I'm not owed anything mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't deserve any of this it's not like he's suddenly gonna be bad or mean or whatever I mean he's got the purpose the fact of the matter is the baby I'm carrying right now is super teeny teeny tiny 
but they are a person mm-hmm. and they will live for the number of days that God has ordained for them to live, no mm-hmm. matter what that is, whether it's right for a few more days or whether it's till they're a hundred years old. I mean, yeah. And so I think there's a lot of peace that comes with that. But we have no way of knowing that, but that God does to the minute. And that he will be faithful in whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. So I feel like for for me, the idea of it being a secret and, you know, it was more of a... This would just be a really fun thing for Mm -hmm. Chip and I to be able to have as like a... I feel like it's so easy um, for me to... I feel like because we've always told everybody so quickly, it usually isn't as big of a bonding thing for me and him. I feel like you probably have the same experience with Tim. (laughs) Tim, well... I've now had, found out I've been pregnant six times, Mm -hmm. even though I have five kids. And Tim has never been the first one to know. I was actually thinking about this recently. I don't remember which time it was, but sometime in the last couple of months, you had me come over and you're like, I was going to have you look at this test, but then I decided not to. And like... But then I looked at it, but then I realized after the fact, like, what am I doing? I know Tim wants to be the first one to know. And if I yeah. look at a test and I confirm there's something there, he won't be the first one to know again. I know. So, I really need to yeah. not do that. Yeah, I know. It's a struggle because he's, I feel like... He can't see anything. And it's no just man, never been something no that, No man like, can see a faint line on a... Pregnancy test. Pregnancy test. That's why they have those it. digital ones. We don't ever take them, but... Probably why they made him. Probably. Prove it. I took one of those when I got pregnant with my first because I, because the second test line wasn't as dark as the control line. And I was like, well, surely this is not positive, (laughs) even though it was like probably the darkest test I've ever taken. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Anyway, so all of that to say that I think there's a lot of different reasons people... I do think that if a woman has miscarried multiple times in a row, they may wait just because it it can get exhausting or they might tell their, you know, they might wait to announce it on a broad Mm -hmm. level and And tell certain people. Just to clarify, we don't don't think it's wrong if people want to not tell people they're pregnant in the beginning. That's totally fine. I'm pretty sure I might be remembering this wrong. Mom, if you're listening to this and I got this wrong... Sorry, but I feel like my mom didn't tell people she was pregnant with my oldest brother for, like, five months Hmm. or something. That's so interesting. Yeah. But at the same time, I want to bring encouragement to those who do feel like they want to share their news. I think sometimes on the flip side, people can feel uncomfortable or awkward when they do are really excited and they want to tell people, but then feel like, well, I'm not supposed to say anything until I'm 12 weeks because like... What if something happens? Right. And, and then they feel bad if they tell people. So I want to encourage those people on the other side of like... Well, and even like listening to Jana's story from yeah. last week, when you do go through that loss, like... 
if your friend has announced that they're pregnant and then you find out that they've lost the baby, ask if you can bring them a meal. Mm-hmm. Write them a card of encouragement. Check mm-hmm. up on them and ask them if they're doing okay. Yeah. Remember their baby with them, I mm-hmm. think. Celebrate the life. Whether it ends in miscarriage or not. Like, people, if they are excited about it and want to tell share, like, that's that's exciting. And I love when people are open and sharing that and get to celebrate with them. Yes. And then grieve with them if that yeah. is the case that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. But, so, that's, uh, that's that news. What's been going on in your life these days, Abby? I'm not pregnant. Nope. Um, nothing really. Nothing. (laughs) I'm like... (laughs) Nothing at all. Actually, a lot of things, but nothing that relates to anything we're talking about. I know. That's why we're on a new subject of all the things that are your life. Which is apparently nothing. <sighs> I don't even, even know. It's too many things. Yeah. Um, My husband has been going through a lot of dietary changes and therapy and slash fast slash a lot of like how you said therapy, but therapy like. <laughs> but like no, that sounds like a it's a juice therapy. Yeah, meaning he's drinking a lot of juice lately. Yes. <laughs> Well, anyway, so that's been all-encompassing and requiring a lot of mental energy. Been going through... What, what I think one thing that's been interesting watching you go through this is watching your attitude change over the last couple of years. We were just talking mm, about it today. Mm-hmm. So he's been dealing with different health things yes. that are kind of not not easy to diagnose and not for many years they don't they're not debilitating to the extent that he can't work or but they do really affect him on a regular basis and so a couple of years ago has it been that long i don't know when he first went to the functional medicine um i think it was almost two years ago he had testing done and they encouraged him to we did allergy testing and they gave us like a specific diet that we could essentially kind of like an elimination diet but where you cut everything out and slowly add a couple foods in back at a time and Um, then certain ones you don't really and certain ones you don't add in at all based on your specific allergy testing right so when we got that i remember looking at that like well sorry but i mean we can cut out the like foods you're not supposed to eat but we're not gonna like re-uproot our entire family's life over like and changing it these diets felt overwhelming, and yes. he was trying to do it, and you were like, "Well, if he wants halfway to... helping him and halfway yeah. like not mostly annoyed and, by it." Which, t- to his credit, he's from my perspective. I feel like he's grown a lot in mm-hmm. really being committed. And yeah, for sure. So, I feel like this last few weeks has really, really shown me how how commit how the lengths he'll go to mm-hmm. to want to feel better right um so it's been a couple of weeks of doing gerson therapy for those are f- who are familiar with that um which essentially consists of consuming over 100 ounces of freshly pressed organic produce um and then only being able to eat very specific limited foods um so but also that 
if you are familiar with it, you probably know that that is typically for ca- cancer patients. Mm-hmm. And he yes. does not have cancer. No, he does so not. So um, that's not one of his health no. issues. He uh, wanted to try this and definitely was an extreme route. But again, I think shows how desperate he is to want to feel better. And so I don't know what God did in my heart, but I definitely feel like he had changed my attitude a lot to wanting to come alongside. Even though it still felt big and daunting yes, at it the did. beginning, but just watching you and having you like seeming like you were like this, I don't know how this is going to go. And this feels like a lot, but I'm going to do this and I'm going to try to do it cheerfully and really help him. Yeah, um, I really wanted my attitude to be loving and, and 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 God gave me that. Like, it wasn't that, like, I had to muster through and just come up with a good attitude about it. I really feel like it was a gift that, like, God did. And not all the time. I feel like there was definitely moments of feeling annoyed and um, overwhelmed by the stuff that, I quote unquote had to do when I do feel like he was very willing to do all of these things himself, whether I was going to help him or not. And he would have never, I mean, he didn't ask me to do any of it. So it wasn't like he had the, these expectations of like, well, I'm going to go on this extreme thing. So now you figure out how to like supply me with that. Right. Um, he definitely like was planning to wake up astronomically early and stay up really late to do all the things he needed to, to be able to continue to work. And um, so with that attitude coming from him, I feel like God allowed me to have a heart of like, okay, well, how can I take some of this burden so he can just focus on working and focus on healing his body? And, you know, it was hard enough that he had to consume massive amounts of gross green juice. <laughs> yeah. But, so. I so th- it feels like over this time, God has started to change his, change, like, your your direction with all of mm-hmm. this a little bit and yeah. you don't know where that's going to lead and whether or not your new plan of attack is going to be more fruitful. Hopefully it will, because it seems like more problems yeah. have as far as dietary problems have mm-hmm. been, it, it, there's just been time to process and have certain aspects of it come to light. Yeah, of, for sure. If this so is now problem, I'm looking at maybe... the allergy diet that we did the allergy testing we did a couple of years ago and looking at that protocol for that elimination type of diet. And I'm like, oh, this, this looks great. Yeah. <laughs> this looks super easy. I can so, whip him up these meals, no problem. So yeah, it's been a big blessing. And I feel like he also is coming at it from a standpoint of where he was so limited on what he could eat. That yes, that he's looking at all of these five foods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely is. So that's been an adjustment in our family's life and going through some... But one that I feel like went actually a lot more smoothly than yeah. I feel like... Even though you were behind, like supportive and had a different attitude, I do feel like the days leading up to when it was going to start felt like, how is this going to go? And I feel yes. like, from my perspective anyway, it felt like it went... More smoothly yeah, than... Yeah, it definitely consumed it a lot of have. time, but mm. I feel like God, again, just... Supplied for what you needed. Yep. And, and 
we took a break on certain things and our schedules and our lives to do this and viewed it as a season and not like all encompassing our life is over because I can't do anything but juice. Which is a huge step for you. It is. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's one of the things that you've struggled with in the past. Yeah. Is seeing seasons as... They'll be like this forever. Feeling like that. Yeah. Even if you logically know it won't. There were days, though, that I felt like I literally (laughs) never turned the juicer off. Mm -hmm. And I literally just... Because my kids... Also... Love juiced juice. Even the, like, gross vegetables. Like, in the green juice. Like, one of my kids will drink the grossest concoctions of of green vegetable juice and so it kind of felt like helpful for that kid who won't eat the grossest yes i know so it was one of those like i should probably also just juice for them so there were definitely days that i literally felt like i never shut the juicer off and i just stood there juicing all day long but well coming to a close today was the first day that i didn't juice all day yeah. i mean i did juice twice but i didn't have the whole day of juicing right and tomorrow. i was like oh this is weird tomorrow you get to juice just for fun whenever you whenever i'm like you know what i'm in the mood for some juice and you know what another thing that's another benefit of this because you'll probably be way more apt to actually make your kids juice yes on a regular basis because I'm it's so not comfortable even gonna, with it. And it's not even going to feel like a big thing. To make one little serving for each of my kids. Yeah. yeah. So. And another thing is I feel like God has definitely changed my view of juiced juice and my taste buds <laughs> towards juiced juice because I was not a fan. But now I can get it down and it's fine. Especially See? because I don't love green vegetables. So you can even drink the green one? Yeah. Wow. I don't like it. It's like a, let me chug this real quick, but Uh, I'd much rather do that than eat them. Yeah, I'm impressed that you... to eat chard. Some of us do. (laughs) Yeah, you're weird. Chard with onion, sautéed, butter. Yeah, no. Add some beets in there and make an egg. There's there's a good breakfast right there. Okay, well now I know that's the breakfast I'm gonna make for you when you mm. wanna puke. And some toast. Okay. <laughs> Any other anything else in this order? Uh avocado if I really feel an adventuresome. Okay, I'll try to remember this. No, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> as long as you make me breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well. Yeah, so that's one thing. That's one thing we are talking about (laughs) sometimes we don't really know what you guys want to know about our lives except i do i feel like people have been messaging me i know people are and then i haven't been answering them because we're going to answer them on here but what are we going to talk about i know but i feel like there's quite a few things i should compile a list and maybe next episode i won't tell you what any of them are and i'll just compile a list and we'll be like go i would love that you right. just ask me questions and I so if you have any more questions fire away after listening to this specific questions message them to me abby yes. or to the um whatever our page name is <laughs> whatever you do <laughs> Send them over, and I will give Danny a <laughs> questionnaire. Oh, wow. We can't even remember the podcast. I feel like sometimes 
I keep thinking we're gonna get better at this, and it's fine. We're just not. Not so far. Maybe by our hundredth episode. So if you have any specific questions about how, because we're so knowledgeable about these things that, feel free to ask. Danny will answer them. I'd love to. I'm, I'm an open book. Mm-hmm. An open book actually would be the proper way to say that. Yeah. A lot of people have asked about our daily lives and schedules and how we do oh. that. We almost did a live podcast episode for you last week when we, were, broke loose <laughs> when we were folding laundry. That we never even, I guess we, we did, but we kind of folded it. Danny walked in my house with the microphone and was like, I thought maybe we could like record an episode while we're folding laundry. And then 19 kids were running around. Yeah, well, and there was a babysitting emergency around yeah. the corner. Some roofer showed up. I had to go yeah. rescue my daughter. So that Which, didn't I didn't happen. actually have to rescue her, so she wasn't really in any danger, but she, it felt like she could be in yeah. the moment. It was all fine. Mm-hmm. But that meant Abby ended up finishing folding her laundry by herself, and then mm-hmm. I came and So we definitely did not record a- at her house without her while she was putting... Arrow to bed. Yeah, see, I was kind of hoping because we would have so many times of folding laundry together that we'd say, we should just be recording this as a podcast. And so mm-hmm. it's like, maybe we can actually make it happen. Fold laundry and... One day. One day you can all fold laundry with us. It will be so exciting. There's so much laundry every day of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like I've started to let go of my expectations and I still hold probably too high of expectations when it comes to laundry. Yeah. But it's just where I'm at. Just where I'm at. We'll never all be clean. I'm okay with that. It's more like I still have an expectation of things being hung and things being folded and things Yeah. having like decent reasonable spots where they are organized and nice yeah you know and I mean my kids are getting older so they're starting to actually be able to be helpful with that some somewhat I do have three boys who their hangers are on the floor and we haven't told you guys about our new recording room Danny loves it. It makes her spark so much joy in her life. Sparks <laughs> negative joy. We're in Danny's basement, but the other bedroom in her basement that has now been turned into her kid's Lego room. And it makes Danny very happy to be recording in this room as she looks at Legos that are thrown all over the floor. Strewn about. <laughs> it's like we've got multiple IKEA bins. We've got a train table that is for Legos. We have another plastic storage bin that is for where the Legos go. When you have eight kids, there's there's a lot of Legos. Legos strewn about the floor that are not there because someone was building with... I think if, if I could see very clearly that there was like a little Lego building right here and mm-hmm. there were like still some pieces around it, that would not bother me as much. But 
You're like, why are no. these not in, on there? Yes. It's, gotcha. It's the, okay. there's so many places that they could be yes. that would be their correct home that would not be that difficult. It would take, especially because I have eight kids, mm-hmm. it would take them collectively maybe a minute and a half to pick up the Legos that are on the floor and put them in a place where they could be differently, but yep. they're still there. I think really the challenge is that, and I have to remember this and be okay with it, is that it's A, not just my kids, mm-hmm. and B, it's like there's still, between our three families, several under five under five-year-old kids oh, yeah. that come and do their want to do legos do whatever they do and so to be fair to the older kids i need to not have the expectation that they have to always be cleaning up after the little kids and i don't have the expectation that the little kids are gonna be perfect Mm -hmm. about their lego playing but anyway yeah well i also told riken that one of the daily chores needs to be to vacuum because this carpet, I don't know what there is about this carpet, but <laughs> if I could describe the carpet to you, first of all, it's um, green, blue, teal. Yeah, it's like a, bl- a blue, green, teal. Very bright. And it's not outdoor carpet, quite. But it's basement carpet. It's the like 60s basement carpet. It's and and everything, every speck of everything shows up on it as far as dirt. So as poorly as my floors. I think so. Hmm. In a Okay. I mean, I feel like we can vacuum this room and within two minutes mm-hmm. it can feel like I just vacuumed that but I'm still gonna make the vacuum it every day your whole house I actually was cleaning my mother-in-law's floors today mm-hmm. Chip and I do that every week and I was vacuuming her tile wooden tile floor mm-hmm. and I was thinking if I ever get wooden tile. I'm so glad that I know which <laughs> ones are better to get than Abby's. <laughs> yep. So. It's true. It's so beautiful. Yours is really beautiful. If no one walks on it. Yes. This is not an insult to you, Steve and Kim. We and love Abby. it. It's beautiful. But. I know Abby was just as much of a contributor and I feel choosing like it. even if we didn't have as many kids through my house, it would be fine. Right. And it's not just your kids. It's, right. There's a lot of them. Yep. There's a lot of them doing damage every day. Yep. Mm-hmm. If we just all sent away our children to school. We could have really clean houses. could have beautiful floors. <laughs> <laughs> but we like our children enough to keep the dirty floors. Yep. So we will enjoy their... Playful spirit and their Lego tossing abilities. Strewing them around the room. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy it every time, I'm sure. Well, we have really encompassed a wide variety of topics per the usual. 
I really hope you guys enjoyed this because sometimes I wonder, well, every time I wonder if anyone's really actually enjoying this, but people keep telling us to keep doing it. So so. here we are. You're welcome. We're having fun. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is fun friend time. Yep. So that's the news. That's the, the current, the kind of current update which isn't current once you hear this. But Danny's pregnant. Yay. Bye. Bye.